Hello and welcome to Movie Theater Time Machine Podcast, where we keep it real to real. Today's movie is Animal Farm. We're, we're continuing our uh, fascism slash Nazis, uh, our bad month. Uh, fascism which... sucks. I mean, you, you don't really need us to tell you that, but we're just kind of kind of reminding you. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, certain things are kind of happening right now that we need to make sure don't turn into actual fascism. So, you know, pay attention. Nick isn't here today. He's not feeling so good. So, um, okay, though, he'll be back. Yes. And if the audio sounds funny, we're doing this over a uh, Zoom. And we're, do, we're doing it doing it virtually, which is a little bit better than I want to say. The Zoom makes more sense than that weird cobbled together OBS situation that I tried the last time we did it. That one was weird. I think this one's going to sound better. <laughs> zoom, zoom. <laughs> so, um, Animal Farm is based on the book. Well, indeed, which is people probably know that. Which is kind of, which is like a satire of, like, the whole, like, Lenin and, and Stalin. Well, no, not Lenin. Like, Trotsky and Stalin. Because Snowball's supposed to be Trotsky. Um, and Napoleon, Napoleon is, 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 is supposed Stalin. to be Stalin. Which kind of throws me off, because Napoleon's an entirely different dude. Yeah. <laughs> but this, uh, one, this one's a pig. I think this one is basically supposed to be stating... Anybody named Napoleon? Is, Maybe you shouldn't follow him. It's probably bad. Ah, yes. Um, the book was, let's see, it, according to Wiki, it says it's a beast fable in the form of a satirical allegorical novella. Um, it was written by George Orwell, and it was published in 1945. Um, let's see. And according to Orwell, it is a, it reflects... Um, the events leading up to the Russian Revolution of 1917, and then Stalinist era of the Soviet Union. So, um, now, it's been adapted into, there was a cartoon movie in, let's see, I'm, trying, I'm juggling my tabs of information here. 1954? Yes. Um, and it looks the part. Or was it 56? It was what? It was either 54 or 56. I read something like did the CIA have something to do with it? It's funding? I, I didn't deeply dive into the animated one because we didn't watch it. And be careful how deep you dive into certain things. If the CIA is involved, you kind of want to be like, okay, you, you know, know what? I'm what? good. Yeah, I think I'm I'll, good. I'll sit back <laughs> a little bit. Well, that's not this one, though. Um, this one was done by the, by the, by the uh, Jim Henson Muppet, Muppet Factory? Muppet Farm? <laughs> Muppet Workshop. It's, a, it's not the Muppet Workshop. No, it's the Jim Henson Creature or something. Creature Workshop. Yeah, I would look it up, but my phone's uh, my phone's the camera at the Hold moment. On. So, yeah, the, the Jim Henson um, factory had to do, it. and it was also this was produced guys by Hallmark. Yeah, oh, it was a TV movie. Well, the one we were talking about. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. Um, the, regarding the animated one from that is 1954, and um, see both of these movies have endings that are different from the book. Yes, yes. that one um, Napoleon gets overthrown by another revolution. 
Um, and it says here that in 1974, uh, someone named E. Howard Hunt revealed that he had been sent by the CIA Psychological Warfare Department to obtain the film rights for Orwell's Widow, and that uh, I guess the CIA supposedly funded that one. But this one. All right then. And it's Jim Henson's Creature Shop. Guys. Creature Shop. There, there you go. I, I I would have gotten there eventually. It just goes through like Monster Factory well, and, uh, and well, props department and all that. We'll get into that when we get into that. This one, yes, Hall, this one was Hallmark in 1999. I uh, TV film. I did. Has anyone seen it before? I I did. Um, in- no, no, I this, can't say that that I had seen this before. This was an experience. <laughs> I feel like the. Oh, sorry. What were you saying? I say for what it's worth, I thought I still thought we were watching the animated one because because I had my wires crossed. So when this one started up, I'm like, this this doesn't look animated. No. Well, you, I think the rat was CG. The rat was CGI. Definitely CGI. There were a lot of practical effects that that I was a little mm-hmm. like, what just happened? Now, see, a lot of the practical effects were pretty good. However, the the okay. was it old old major old major. Oh, that okay. was definitely okay. a wonk wonk, wonk wonk sort of thing. Here's the deal: Jim Henson's creature workshop shop, what what have you? They're great at Muppets, and they're really good at creatures that are like fantasy based. Yeah, because you oh. don't have a reference to be I like, wait, that's not right. And, 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 um, and Skeksy. And, and, and Hobble. But when you are coming across for something that is supposed to be real. Uh, that's some Uncanny Valley shit there. Exactly. You 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 nail on the head. Like yeah, it's, the, the, old ma- the old major was like, again... I'm not saying I could do better, but some of those movements, no. those were very clearly like jerky, angry, like um, like like mechanical motions when that thing was talking. <laughs> I was just, I, I was just distracted by his wet fucking nose. I'm just like somebody give him a hanky. God, I'm trying to eat here. Glycerin? Did you use? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Now again. I'm not saying I can do better. No, no, no. And most of the effects were actually quite good. However, this yes. movie was 1999, right? Yes. yes. And the CGI in certain respects oh. shows. Now the rat, looked, the, the rat looked fine because he was entirely CGI. Oh, fucking Templeton? Templeton, yes. <laughs> he looked, he was entirely CGI and that was fine. However, making the horses and the dogs and the sheep all, and, and everyone all talk with just a CGI face, I'm like that's not how a dog's mouth works. This is weirding me right out. You could have, you could have done the Mr. Ed thing, just put a little bit of peanut butter under the gums, like, and they would have been happy about them. it. Yeah, I was like, unless that hurts them up, which I'm not I sure if it is. I don't know. I don't know. Dogs can eat peanut butter, because right, because there's peanut butter flavored Certain yep. peanut butter, yes, certain peanut butter. There's certain peanut butter that has uh, uh, some chemicals in it that. That dogs really should not ingest, but there are certain other peanut butters that they can. Um, and, and dogs love peanut butter unless they're chino. Unless they're chino, <laughs> weird. But um, Jack Horseman had Mister Peanut Butter, who was a dog. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm not sure. I know that I believe anyway that <clears throat> they used to get Mister Ed to move his mouth. They put butter in his gums. Um, I believe that's if if my 
I could sound, be wrong. I could be wrong. That sounds right. I'm pretty sure I've heard the same thing. I've yeah, heard that. That's what they used to do to get his gums to move, and it was pretty effective in the 50s. So you could have done the same thing here. It would have been fine. I feel like the effect on Jesse the dog, that didn't bother me so much. At least they didn't have her be a creepy puppet. Like right. That, that, okay, I got used to Jesse the dog because she's kind of our uh, like audience surrogate sort of situation. Yeah, main character. We follow, uh, but, but when the horses, uh, when Boxer and whoever the donkey was, I can't remember the donkey's name. When they were when they were doing their talking thing, I was just like, I don't think that's how their lips are supposed to work. <coughs> also, did you see the um, obviously CGI pig climbing a ladder? Yes. In oh my god, that was so funny. <laughs> I was making the, the Charlotte's Web references the entire time, too. So I was like, so big, you know? Oh, my God. I kept doing that because I think it's on me. <laughs> now, I, now, I've read the book because, you know, I attended American High School. So um, I, knew, I knew what was coming, and it still didn't really sit right. I think that's the I think that's supposed to be the point. Well, that's the point of it. It's like it's supposed um, to be uncomfortable. Well, the deal is to, Niall, I've read this book ugh, longer than I care to admit ago. So I don't remember a lot of it. I just know that um, the ending is wrong compared yeah. to But I don't remember how the book ended well, because this, it's been so long since I've read this book. Yeah, the ending in the movie was just kind of abrupt. Yeah, it just kind of, and then we waited for it to stop, and, and it waited, stopped. Yay! And then we waited for it to self implode. It self imploded. We went home. <laughs> the end. That that ending was tacked on. Although it's funny you mentioned that it seemed abrupt because the book ended even more abruptly with the animals just watching the pigs and the humans through the window arguing, and uh, I guess over who cheated in cards, and they can't tell the difference between the two, and that was the end. Okay, then so they tacked on a hopeful ending that didn't really belong. Into my the, recollection the was was correct then because I couldn't remember after that. <laughs> right, and in this one, they kind of yeah, they like you said, they waited in a secret place for years, and then um, they went back to the farm because the regime had collapsed. Right. Um. Yay. Oh, and new owners were gonna come, but then they're gonna like make sure that the new owners aren't assholes, but. Right. I mean, you can't, you're not gonna. Everything what? starts over again. Like it's yeah. just. It's like basically like that Who song. Um, we won't be fooled again. Maybe the same as the old boss. That one. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Well, the 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 new family that came in looked like they had the whole like we're kind of hopeful and. The yeah, new so family that moved in looked like the Clintons. They were white and delightsome. <laughs> It looked like it looked like I'm sorry. It looked like Bill Clinton and the gang. Yeah, but I didn't see a cat in the back of that in the back of that trolley. No, we need socks. <laughs> yeah, and I think they had two boys, but these boys weren't mean like the boys in the in the family. No, beginning that were on a motor car yeah, instead of uh, shotting the rocks. Yeah, right. they weren't actively harming the animals on their way in. So I mean, yes. that's a plus. Yeah. Okay, so Pete Possethwaite is playing Mr. J. I know. Whoever, <laughs> I can't remember his actual last name, but they kept referring to him as Mrs. J. 
Jones. All right. So he's going, what's this, you know, asshole Jones or whatever. And he is an absolutely horrific farmer. He, he is drunk all the time. He starves his animals. He starves his animals. He yells at them all the time. And he can't, like... He and can't. are for making him plow crappily, not straight lines. Right, because he's drunk and he doesn't, like, steer him correctly. And his wife is really not much better. Oh. He apparently owes a ton of money to Mr. Pilkington. Who's like the most English Englishman to ever have Englished. Oh, oh, indeed. Adam. Oh my god, he's got the sideburns. He's yeah. like, I've seen this guy in something before, I, but he, I cannot place it for the life of me, because there, there are a lot of pretty big names. We've got Pete Postlethwaite, because he's just like that... That guy. He's that one... He's the English, hey, it's that guy. <laughs> um, we got Kelsey Grammer, plays the voice of Snowball. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I picked that up halfway through. I'm like, what? Snowball sounds familiar. I'm thinking yeah. Sideshow Bob. Kelsey Grammer? Oh my no. god! Yep, not wrong. Uh, uh, Patrick Stewart is is Napoleon. Uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus is Jesse the dog. Yep. No, no, she was um the mare that liked ribbons. Are you sure? I thought who's who is Jesse the dog? Oh, uh, I thought she was Jesse. Let's see. Um, Julia Armand was Jesse. Uh, yeah. Okay, I got the wrong Julia. Yep. All right, my bad. Sorry, we've had two Julias in this movie. Yeah, she was Molly, the young mare obsessed with ribbons. Who's going to put ribbons in my hair? Yeah. Because, you know, the animals are all talking about revolution in the barn uh, being led by uh, the old, old major. Mm-hmm. Old major is like the eldest pig in the in the yard, and he's... He said he had a vision. He had a vision dream. where they could take care of themselves and they don't need humans and humans are bad the- and they'll just kill you. And some of them seem shocked at this revelation. And again, I'm thinking if they get new owners, are those new owners, aren't they going to, you know, slaughter them and eat them? Now see, but there's a humane way to do that. And and Farmer Jones was not doing that. He was starving them in the meantime. He was. Well, I mean, we can't say he worked Boxer to death because Boxer did that to himself. Yeah, but he was—he wasn't treating the animals right. No, he was—he was neglecting them. He was—he was essentially abusing them. Mm-hmm. You know, left them all day to go drinking. He them. was letting others abuse them as well mm-hmm. because he didn't do anything to children who were like hitting them with rocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the little Pilkingtons. Yeah. They don't show up again. They just kind of they're only they're the mini antagonists. Now the whole now okay now the Pilkingtons. I don't know if the whole Mrs. Pilkington seducing Farmer Jones was in the book or not. I cannot remember that. But this that was a plot point that went absolutely nowhere. I kept waiting for the husband to to bring that up as like blackmail or something later on, and just nothing. Right. Because because it's very clear that the husband was conscious enough and knew that's what his wife was doing. So it was clear that they were setting this up to try yeah. to set him up, but it, nothing ever comes. Oh, I thought he was pretending to sleep to get him to stop begging for money. I mean, yes, but... Maybe. No, I, think, I think the whole thing was supposed to be a setup for him 
to try to get the farm because his whole deal was he wants his farm. He wants more land. This guy is obviously moneyed. He has a lot of land. He's been trying to get Jones's property. He keeps telling him, just sign it over to me. Yeah, just he's sign. like he, he he's like a money me. he's a money lender and he's like you could just sign the farm over to me and, and Jones won't do it. And he's supposed to be his friend. Apparently they've known each other for a while. So that man is not your friend. <coughs> so I think what I what I think anyway, this is purely conjecture on my part, but um I think what was supposed to be going down there was he gets drunk quote-unquote, passes out in a chair, and his wife seduces Jones. And then later on, he could say, I know you slept with my wife. You owe me all of this money. I either come out with it and say that you you did this in front of your wife, slap down all the money that you owe me, or give me your farm. I'm not sure that it's going to... Keeping it a secret will... Uh, Im- improve relations between uh, the Joneses <laughs> at all because they hate no. each other. Yeah. No, the relations there are pretty screwed up just to start with. And, uh, but okay. it's not so much about that. It's more about reputation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to see if there's any... I'm not skimming through the wiki page on Animal Farm the book. I'm not seeing anything. No, I think this this had more to do with the film. Yeah, okay. it might have been added for the movie, and then they just didn't go anywhere with it. Because, or maybe it was an intended plot. Or maybe what the director was trying to do is like this was their intent, and then the revolution happens, and everything kind of goes sideways. Yeah, it does keep the humans distracted enough for, uh, and then they hear the animals um, chanting. There's oh, old major teaches them some kind of song that he dreamed about. I guess about revolution. Yep, and it's, it's essentially four legs good, two legs bad, and you know, low key, they're making some pretty good points. Humans generally suck, so it's like okay, especially when they have those humans to deal with. It's like you know what? I kind of agree with them. Yeah, most of the characters in this movie are assholes, basically. So that's kind well, of working for it. Um, I feel like overall, the the film seemed like it kind of rushed through. It had to hit this point, that point, the other point kind of thing. That's the sense I got with some of the pacing. I see. The, the pacing was kind of kind of rough on our end. Because I don't know how you watched it, but we watched it on, was on Voodoo? No. It was uh, on, free, uh, free, Freeverse or something like that? Yeah, Freebie or something like that. Free- we, we watched it on something with ads, and I, yeah. I, I timed it. I literally timed it. You got five minutes of movie, four minutes of ad. Five minutes of movie, three minutes of ad. Five minutes of movie, four minutes of ads. Some of them were able to be skipped on the thing we used. No, we couldn't skip on ours, and it was like a block of eight ads every time it popped up. But we learned a lot about, uh, was it like that particular, uh, it was a medication for something (laughs) that could give you terrible, like allergic reactions up to three days after you took it. Okay. And, and they straight up yeah. like, do not take this medication if you're allergic to this medication. Okay, fucking duh. But you don't know you're allergic to it or until, until you three, take it. Until you've taken it and you can have allergic reactions up to three days after you've taken it. It's like us. Oh, 
sweet man-made horrors beyond my comprehension. I love it. Yeah. So that is, you know, we watched this movie and learned about USAA. Oh, a lot about USAA yep. and Mazdas. And Mazda, yeah. Mazdas and that and that girl's weird uncle with a big beard. Yeah. There were ads. There were ads, there were and they many, were all the same ad. Many. Oh, that's the worst. They didn't have very many sponsors, so in one chunk of eight ads, at least three of them were the same commercial over and over again. Yeah. Oh God, I hate that. Um, so, suffice to say, we watched this movie in very small bits. <laughs> we watched with it in, a lot of the same ads. We watched it in chunks, and as soon as the ads started, both me and Josh just like phone up. All right. Yep. Uh, oh, movie's oh, back. Movie's on. back. Phone down. Yeah, that doesn't help things. But even with ad breaks, I felt like it was kind of rushing to hit the points. Yes. Mm, yes. Cram a book into about 90 minutes. It was right. mo- it was moving pretty breakneck for a while. <coughs> and speaking of breaking necks, Old Major ends up get taking a bullet. <laughs> or taking yes. a... a, a um, he does get a bullet. They hear... Then he falls out of the of the barn and breaks his neck. Ah, see, segues. I can do it too. There's no kill like overkill, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, gravity double tapped him. Um. Oh yes, that that's during the song. That's their loud cacophony, which it's is so loud that they get the guy out of bed with another woman. Yeah, J- Jones. Jones is in bed with. The other dude's wife, out <laughs> singing the song that he gets out of bed with this woman, grabs his shotgun, and goes out to the barn. He's trudging through mud and slips and, and falls. falls. And the shotgun goes off, killing Amy. Yep. Who yep. somehow, for this gigantic fucking pig, to get up to the top part of the loft. Does a straight up backflip. <laughs> How the fuck did this pig get to the top part of this loft? He is three times as big as the other pigs on this farm. How the fuck did that pig get up there? Someone explain that to me. Where does he poop? Maybe he just stays up there. A series of pulleys. Hey, now they make those series of pulleys. They make them. And it's quite, you know, it's a feat. Mm-hmm. Get it, feet? <laughs> but it's a, a four of them. Yes, precisely. Yes. yes, but I still need to know how that fucking pig got up there. <laughs> I wish I could tell you. I would love to know how they got the TV into the barn the way they did, and then plugged it in. Yeah, and then plugged it in, and where understood find- and understood electricity enough to be able to run an where, extension where cord find- exactly out to the barn. And also, a little bit later on, this is we're not there yet, but. Who who tied the tiny little chicken nooses? <laughs> thumb having motherfucker actually tied those nooses. Wait a minute, no animals have thumbs. And, and I didn't see any cats. So I was say, yeah. cats would have if they had you know the extra if they had the extra one. Polydactyl cats, but yeah, our our nudge um, nudge has like three thumbs on each paw, but she doesn't know how to use them. And let's be honest, like barn cats in that situation would have taken off right after the revolution. They've been like, you know what? This is not how we get tuna anymore. We're going to town. We're gone. Right. The servants have left. What? Yeah, exactly. You sent away the ones that give us the tuna. 
Screw you all. We're leaving. Uh, do you know how to open the cans? Do you know where the cans come from? I don't know. The, the pigs kept writing things by having little charcoal stubs between their... Uh, little the in pigs the book. taught themselves to read in a day. In, yeah, in the course and of... And then they could talk day. later on. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then they learned human speech. Because right learned- now, the song doesn't sound like human speech. It just sounds like animal noise. But. Until eventually, the I don't I guess the people learn animal or something because later on, you know, uh, Pilkington can talk to Napoleon. They and, have they have a conversation. Yeah, my dear and, boy. And they, they tried eavesdropping with a microphone. Yeah, that was not gonna give them any clues. And then at some point, it's it's not it's no longer animal noises. It's English. It's, oh, the pig is talking. And somehow okay. they've learned English. Yes, they've the learned deal. the Queen's English. Here's the deal. There's another thing I want to say about this. First off, how the fuck did you keep the fact that there was a farm taken over by animals quiet? How, because, did, how did this rumor not get out anywhere? Because, well, yeah, the, remember the humans in the inn are talking? Like, there's that guy that looks very much with his uh, Hitler mustache, and he's all like, well, well, those people, they're talking about, oh, this could spread to other farms and that kind of thing. Right, but how did how did they keep it quiet? How did they stop the rumor from spreading? Yeah, how did the media not invade right. Manor Farm? How did, like, a local newspaper not run, like, a thing going, animals take over a farm? How did that not spread? How did, like, someone's sister not call or write a letter saying, there's a, there's a farm in my town. And it's being run over by the animals. And how did that not spread to somebody and get to somebody and then somebody not come to investigate that? <laughs> or the bank not send someone down to say, hey, we need to foreclose on your farm because you're not making your payments. And then see, why are all these animals around here? Somebody should have known by that point. And, who can went and-, and then And then when the pig learns to talk, mm. And starts making trades with humans. Nobody ever told somebody about the fact that there's a pig that can speak in English. Ever. That's much too good profit to actually screw that up by by calling Ringling uh, Ringling Brothers <laughs> Barnum and Bailey Circus. Because you know them some bitches would have been there immediately. Yes. My point is. Nobody. <laughs> would have said, I can give you some whiskey if you talk into this microphone. I like whiskey. With this camera, because you know how much those pigs ended up liking cameras and whiskey. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, they could be movie stars. My and point. And screw the farm. My, my point. Screw the farm. Let's be movie stars. <laughs> they would have been there like that. Mm. The Russian Revolution went. <laughs> but the, I, get, I get that. <laughs> I get that. But my deal is in reality. <laughs> I just okay, so I had a thought this might this might be a different Russian revolution because I know they had quite a few of them. They did. Farmer Jones, is he technically Tsar Nicholas? Um oh. he said something. If he's Tsar Nicholas, they did, they did bring which, up where's Anastasia? <laughs> they mm-hmm. didn't have one. <laughs> they didn't have one. I'm not sure if he could have children. <laughs> and consider considering the um attitude of his wife, I'm not sure he wanted to. That's true. Because I have an issue with 
uh, Mrs. I guess Mrs. Jones. Yeah. Amy. Oh, sorry. Um, I have an issue with Mrs. Jones because, like, right before the like, what actually like triggers the revolution? Yes, he's supposed to be Tsar Nicholas. Ha! You are not. You are not incorrect. History. Okay. Um. Now with um the with with uh Mrs. Jones. She complains that he hasn't fed the hasn't fed the animals yet. He's too drunk. He hasn't fed the animals, and instead of feeding the animals, he hangs out with his buddies and goes and drinks for eighteen hours. Yeah, because it's night when they come back. I mean, they start loading some hay, but then they're like, "Ah, eh, fuck this! I need a drink." Why couldn't she do it? Uh I maybe she was she too was home. I don't know. Like she was home. I have a friend of mine who lives on a farm, and she does more of the chores than, mm-hmm. than her husband does. Just because you're a lady doesn't mean you can't do chores. That's you know. I figured maybe she was busy doing the household shit. She was busy watching her stories. We don't know what she does during the day. She's just like everybody's. Pretty much everybody's unlikable except like Jesse and Boxer, and I guess yeah, Snowball. except for the animals because humans in general. Oh, a lot of the animals like. Napoleon's a piece of shit. Um, he comes off okay at first, but he but as soon as he gets a bit of power, he he corrupts immediately. And then Squealer, basically uh, prima goddamn worm tongue, mm-hmm. is not helping anything. Yeah. And I, I hate to say it, but in this situation, as you know, the Trotsky stand-in that makes Snowball the closest thing to a good guy in this situation. Yeah, and that's Snowball fucked up. and Snowball is voiced by Kelsey Grammer, and Kelsey Grammer is a right-wing piece of shit. Yeah, and the fact that the actual villain in this Napoleon is voiced by Patrick Stewart, I and know. I love Patrick Stewart, and he's not a bad guy. Never. Yeah, <laughs> even in Matt, I don't care if he. he put, <laughs> I don't care if he's got that that questionable mustache in Mastermind. <laughs> he is still not a bad guy in my he mind. He is a bad guy in Mastermind. No. So he's the best. He's the big villain in, ba- in Mastermind. Captain John Picard okay. of the USS. If you've never Enterprise. seen the movie Mastermind, which honestly most people probably haven't, but I have because I love that movie. Patrick Stewart with a very questionable mustache. He is the bad guy. It, it's it's nineteen ninety four. It's a good movie, but he's the bad guy. But I would say, like, swap the voice actors, and I feel much, much better about this casting. Because fuck Kelsey Grammer, I hate him anyway. Can he do a villain voice? Oh, wait. Duh, Sideshow Bob. Okay, never mind. Oh my god, if he did a Sideshow Bob voice, he would be smoother and more, like... Because one of my my problems with the movie was... I was just kind of like, what the fuck did... um, Napoleon do to earn the animal's confidence? I mean, he, he, talked, he talked good. He talked and he isolated a lot of them. He mm-hmm. did it on purpose and he did it very, very skillfully. Like one of the first things he does is he pulls, and he does it without anybody knowing. He pulls the Rottweiler aside and, and essentially knights him. And makes him the, and head, makes of the, him the head of the animal guard. He, he, he says, and you will only answer to me. I'm the leader and you will answer to me. And right then and there, he isolates him. And then he, uh, he turns and he isolates um, the sheep as well. And he, and he takes Jesse's puppies. And then he takes Jesse's puppies. Turns them into child soldiers, turn, yeah. which is, you know, upsetting. But that's what he does. He starts isolating everybody one by one and does the whole making them feel 
a certain way, making them feel special and drawn directly to him and then puts them back together and then makes them feel whole as a group. It's how cult leaders work. Right, exactly. It's the, you're all special to me and then you're all individually special to me and then does nice things for them and then starts ruling them by fear. It's like everybody's special, everybody's great and then in private, just like, you're specialer. You're more special. You're the specialist. And then... You're you're my baby boy. Come here. But then... You're my baby boy. But then you can't always trust each other as well. Because mm-hmm. look, this one guy did the he betrayed you. And then there could be others in your in our midst that could betray you. And whether or not anyone betrayed anybody is irrelevant. Right. Because as far as the leader's concerned, it's like, well, this is this is what's happened. And we can't have this th- these traitorous scum still still hanging around. That's and not while, how this works. And while that was a good idea, and it was my idea, by the way, and it was a good idea. I, lo- I love the idea of this windmill. <laughs> and it is Gaslighting a- 101. It was, and it is a good idea because I came up with it. Mm-hmm. After, but didn't he just, didn't Napoleon just piss on the plans? He did. Peter. He was a traitor who drew up these plans, even though they're my plans. He was a traitor who did it. It's like in the same breath, he c- contradicts himself three times and somehow comes out ahead. Mm. Yep. Yep. Cult leaders, yay! You want to see some messed up shit? Look up Jonestown. Ugh. Oh. That's that's heavy and a lot to unpack. Yes. Um. This is a comedy podcast. Uh. <laughs> But regardless, but look, look into cults, kids. Wait, no, hold on, time out. That's the thing about um, the thing about communism and okay. to the extreme socialism is. We, yeah, we were talking about it last night. Yeah. On paper, communism seems all right. Everybody shares. Everybody gets what they need. To you know, every like nobody's better than anybody else. Everyone is equal. On paper, it's great. However, as we had stated previously, human beings suck. And if you get more than two people involved with it, it goes right down the drain. It just mm-hmm. it can't work. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you got the all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. Mm-hmm. That right there. Throughout the, um, I don't know if we should be going in order of events, but um, um, I mean, we're, kind, we're kind of slowly kind of. I mean, it's, it. it's this... really, it's it's because the movie is so kind of fast-paced, everything kind of happens very quickly. Yeah. You have... Like, they have the, the um, when the animals attack, that's the, after they, that's after Jones fails to feed them, and then Boxer is like, he's like the big, strong horse, but he's he's also very obedient, and, but, well, later on. Um, he helps break into the shed, and then they eat all the food, and then the He's chase the humans off. He's hungry and he's tired of waiting and everybody else is like, but I'm, I'm so hungry and I haven't been fed and it's cold. And he's just like, you know what? I've had it. I've had it. It's right there. I know where the stuff is. Let's just go. And he breaks the, the um, but he doesn't even break it. He just manages to knock open the gate and they, they run through it. And then they take the opportunity to attack because they have the opportunity and the pigs are just like, Dude, let's do this now, and they do it, and they take over. And, See, and it and it messes with Boxer. I think part of the reason he gets so 
loyal to Napoleon is because he feels like maybe he set off the whole thing in motion. He just wanted to help the other animals get some food. Right. And then that started the violent revolution. Right. That later on, like, Boxer thought he killed someone. Well, that's yeah, because the yeah. humans, um, they come back and they try to fight the animals, but, you know, they get shat on by a squadron of birds. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed that. I was like, okay, that's that's clever. I was, I thought that was pretty good. I just think it was um, Boxer, yeah, Boxer at that point, I think he just needed guidance. Mm -hmm. He made that decision on his own, and I think that was the first decision he ever made that nobody nobody told him to do that. He did it on his own, Mm -hmm. and after that, it scared him. Um, So when the pigs kind of went, okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take over. Let's lead this. And Boxer kind of felt like that relief of, Oh, good. I did the right thing. I don't have to have this burden of responsibility. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and, you know, he, he's telling us the truth. He's, he's, you know, we're following old me, old major's teachings. This is what old major said. And old major was right. So Napoleon's going to be right too. It's like, and boxer, I think represents like just the Russian people just in general. I think he, he just represents people in general not just russian people well, well i mean because this is about the russian revolution that's I realize, what i'm saying but, but I, it's just people in general they want to believe that the ones in charge are looking out are for, looking their, for, their, for best, their best interest best interest which generally they're but naive kind of right slightly naive but hopefully they get screwed later because of it exactly yeah. um and that's um, that's just it it's like he ends up unfortunately he ends up getting divorced mm-hmm. um before Napoleon kind of takes over, you kind of you have power sort of between Snowball and Napoleon. Uh, they're both pigs, and Snowball is the one who uh, paints the anim- animal farm sign to because now they've taken over it. And the seven commandments that um, Old Major had given, he paints those on a wall, which. Mm-hmm. Was, he decides that he wants to, you know, kind of educate himself a little bit too. Like he teaches, he's oh, the one right. who learns how to read. Mm-hmm. He lo- he learns how to write. He wants to basically, at first anyway, it seems that he wants to do this because he wants to make sure that if the humans do come back or try to, you know, to hurt them, he's prepared for it. So he's, he's he comes up with the windmill to he says to improve people's lives. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's the idealist. He truly believes that this can that this can work. He believes in the people. Right. Or in the animals. You know what I mean? But, yeah. And he's a little, like, unfortunately, he's just, he's, he's naive. At it's, first, anyway, that's kind of how it starts. And and as he sees Napoleon corrupt, and he sees Squealer being, God, being, being Starscream. Yeah, being, being, a, being a Starscream all, all over the Ask place. Kisser. Yeah, 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 an ass kisser, the 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 the, the, little, the the evil little shit behind the throne. Like when I Rima Wormtongue, Lord of the Rings, things. he's the one who screwed up um, King of Rohan. That was his name. I can't remember. I can't. The one that goes, so it begins. Helm's Deep. I just, that guy. Whatever. I look it up, but my phone's the camera right now. <laughs> But the the commandments are basically stuff like okay, an animal shall never kill another animal. An animal shall never sleep in a bed. Um, they won't touch alcohol. They'll, they'll never engage in trade. 
Because they see these things in with the humans and they think that these are the things that when humans do it is what corrupts them. And um, uh, everything on four legs or with wings is a friend and anything on two legs. And I assume... And when, they, when they said two legs, anything with two legs are our enemies. I'm like, um, chickens and, yeah, and, and uh, oh, wings, wings and wings. Gotcha. Cool. Um, it's like for a second they're just like, oh, you're leaving out the... All right. I was Because I was thinking about bears too, but I'm like, well, bears can walk on four. So mm-hmm. I guess that's okay. And bears are typically not a farm animal. True that. But they, but, you know, they're animals and they're okay with animals because... Crows are not animals either. Uh, not farm animals either. I mean, they're cool. Yeah, there's that weird religious crow that shows up sometimes. I love corvids, like magpies, crows, ravens. I love, I love them just because of all the the crazy shit that they can do. Yeah, they're, they're like they, awesome. they they will hold a grudge. They will be like <laughs> they will be your best friend. They will recognize the concept of currency. Like yep. they'll bring you shiny little baubles if you they give really them do enough. Like shiny money. things. Corvids are great. I don't know what this one was supposed to be because it seemed co- almost okay, evil. Because you got to remember that most of the time, things like crows and ravens and magpies, they're looked at as bad omens. A lot of the but time, great. but most of the time in most like urban legends and cultures, they're looked at as as birds of death. They're looked at as bad signs, omens. You see a crow. And it's a bad sign. 99% of the time, that's how they're looked at. So in this particular instance, when you see the crow hanging around, it's probably a bad sign. It's putting bad words in people's, people's right. ears and just is like, but I want a crow friend. But, but that's the thing. It's like, it's one of those things where they're not a bad thing. But yeah. the, 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 I think, um, let's see. The wiki says, at least regarding to the, because um, I... Because notice that the the um his his name's Moses and the he's a raven who often talks about some religious bullshit kind of thing. Um, his name in the movie. It might be more of a book character because I don't I don't yeah, remember yeah. ever talking to the raven specifically in the movie. Oh, the raven came. Um, I think it was after Old Major died or something like that, and he said mentioned something about um going to a place where the animals will never suffer f- about um after they die uh um, they basically told them to get lost but i don't remember hearing hearing them call them by name although i i don't know i may have not noticed because i was too busy staring at all of the like puppetry and weird cgi faces because there was a good chunk of this movie i lost out on because i'm did. just like oh my god the cgi i can't <laughs> You just kept watching the mouths go, and the mouth is is just weird. <laughs> that's not how a horse's mouth works. I just kept looking at the pig's teeth. Mm-hmm. I, that's I, that's where I got distracted. That's the most. I got distracted by the old major's nasty ass wet nose. I'm like that. That well, I got distracted a lot, not by old majors, but by Napoleons. Because he gets Napoleons grosser and get, nasty. Gets grosser. Oh god, yeah. When he starts drinking the whiskey, the whiskey, and I like whiskey. <laughs> That just, yeah. I'm sorry, but both of them having the hangovers the next day <laughs> was actually really yes. funny. Especially with the Napoleon thinks he's dying. So am I. We was like, I, so I. I thought that was really funny because I'm like, oh, you both have hangovers. Every, and everyone has had that morning where you wake up, I will never <laughs> do this never again. again. The rest of my goddamn life. It's like life. you're a fucking liar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah. I've, had, I've had days when I woke up like that and I didn't even drink. No. Do that after thirty. Yep. <laughs> you sleep wrong and you wake up hungover. Um, um, I guess it's after Snowball paints the commandments and stuff that uh, Napoleon starts doing the secret meeting bullshit. Yep. Yeah. And has the puppies taken away to be trained as, like, attack dogs. Uh, and then the, the pigs are, like, uh, oh, he also tries to frame it as, oh, yes, they'll receive a special education. You don't want them to be disadvantaged, do you? But he's he's not very convincing. <laughs> Um, because Jesse's still like, I want my puppies. They need my See, after, after a certain point, like, you don't have to be convincing if you have enough power. Uh, it's like, well, fuck off. Are you a traitor? Are you a traitor then? Is that what's going on? You don't want to be a traitor, do you? And then he's like, no, no, I don't. And then, you know, you can just intimidate people into all sorts of things they wouldn't normally do. And then the pigs, they get caught hoarding the milk and apples. Milk mm-hmm. and apples. Uh, why? And then they managed to convince them. Why shouldn't they have the milk and apples? They're the smart And it's brain food. And we need the brain food because we're the smart ones. So, And eventually it becomes like we need all the food and the, the, animal, the other animals are starving. And we sleep on the beds, but it's okay because Squealer uh, changed the commandments to say uh, that you can't sleep on beds with sheets. And, and we were sleeping more gaslighting because they add those extra words to it and pretend that's the way it's always been. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> oh, didn't you know that Kim Jong Il? The, the father, didn't you know he invented golf and then, then golf's the perfect game and never had to play golf again? <laughs> At 18 out of 18 holes after he invented uh, the sport? I'm not even making this stuff up, but apparently people fully believe that this man could fly. Yep. And he didn't have to show anyone, I can fly, I don't need to show you. I'm 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 your god king. <laughs> what is that? Welcome to North Korea. I, I know. I noticed at some point they all visit the. In, they look inside the house, and that's when they see. That's when Napoleon realizes that the TV is on, which I wondered what they did in the book. Because I mean, I don't think a farmhouse would have a TV in 1945. But um, um, maybe a radio. Yeah, perhaps maybe a radio or something. But yeah, basically, it becomes the idiot box, and like all the animals are just mesmerized by it. Yeah. Which, to be fair... Wouldn't you be? I would, too. I've sat down and watched a series of stupid documentaries because I I had nothing better to do for the day. Yeah. Like, police procedures. You want snow or cheese? (laughs) It's like, I'd sit down and watch the the cheese documentary. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I want to know about camembert. God damn it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but that, that'll come into play later as a, as a distraction. But even early on, you're like, hmm, look at all of them watching the TV. You know, it's going to be up to no good. And, uh, and over time, each time the, the TV comes on and then they start filming their own stuff, like each time we go to see these, these films, less and less of the animals are watching because yeah. they're starting to, they're starting to get it. Oh, I thought it was because they were getting purged. Well, I mean that too, but that some are starting to get it, some are understanding, and after what happens with Boxer, 
they, that's that's basically the end of it. Well, that's that's when Jesse starts moving them mm-hmm. to the, to her hiding spot, to the safe place. Yeah, I don't think there was was there. A, I don't know if there was a safe place in the book. It's it's no, been long enough. I don't recall because at that point in the book, uh, they had already stopped. Oh yeah, because yeah, um, when when they're um, when Pilkington and Napoleon are at the table, just kind of boozing it up together, it's like I can't tell the difference anymore. Like, yeah. That's where the book ends. Like, that's, yeah. that's what you're saying, right? Yeah. Um. But let's. <coughs> uh. It, well, basically, what is after after they they bring the TV into the farmhouse and basically say. Look, I brought this in for you because they I care about you. you know, we they, we care about you as a way to distract them from. This is know, for your entertainment, bread and circuses. <clears throat> right, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We distract you while we you know pilfer everything for ourselves mm-hmm. and uh, you know start changing the rules so you don't realize that you're being oppressed. Um, yeah. They make them. They make the animals work. Harder and harder and harder while working on this uh, on the stolen windmill idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. on the stolen windmill idea. After and, Snowball gets chased away. Yes. Snowball, yeah. Snowball gets gets ousted as a traitor. Mm-hmm. And he exits the film. Yep, he exits the film. <laughs> Never to be seen from again. Um Yeah, he's just he gone. just he just poops. Um when that happens is around the same time when the humans come back into play. And this time they decide, well, we can't beat them, so let's trade with them. And well, this is after uh, after Jones blows up the uh, the windmill in progress. Yes. With, I, where the hell did he get a hold of dynamite? Uh-huh. But it was a pretty neat explosion. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, couple, well, a couple things happen. First, the the humans try to infiltrate. Uh, Try to infiltrate the first time where they take a bunch of shotguns, load themselves into a truck. And, and that's t- when the birds poop on them. That's when the, the flock of birds poops on them. And then all of the animals sort of hide in the high ground. Thanks, Star Wars. Hmm. Um, and Don't do it, Anakin. I'll cut all your arms and legs off. <laughs> um, and when the guys, like, sort of get further into the farm is when they attack and uh, Boxer almost kills one of the farmhands that used to work on the farm. Um, and he actually feels really guilty about it because mm-hmm. it's not so much the one of the rules that, you know, no animal will never kill another animal. Boxer doesn't want to kill anybody. He yeah. he's not a He's not a violent horse. He's not a violent creature. He just wants to live. And do his and, best. Yeah. And he, when he does that, he is extremely remorseful, and he ends up being called a hero. And he doesn't, he doesn't like it. Um, so, uh, thankfully, the the man survives and runs away. But but now the pigs have a gun. <coughs> yes, now the pigs have a gun, which never, never comes, comes into, play. into play. Right? It's it's one of those like. Red herrings. And, and, they, and it's supposed to be the Russian Revolution. This is a perfect moment for Chekhov's gun because Chekhov was a Russian playwright. Mm-hmm. God damn it. No, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> um, but. Uh, 
Snowball is now the scapegoat for anything that goes wrong. Right. Like food shortage because of the windmill. And why the hell? Where was the where were the blades on this windmill? It was just like a pile of garbage. It's a windmill made by my animals who don't have thumbs, let me re- reiterate. So But poor Boxer ends up basically working himself to death mm-hmm. because of this. Um he collapses in the field. And uh, when they find him, um, which I believe it's the crow that finds him, and alerts um, alerts Jesse. And Jesse, of course, says, "Tell Napoleon." They get um, they get him back to the barn, and Napoleon says that he's contacted, essentially, a doctor, and the, the doctor the hospital. Is, We're going to get him We're to going the hospital. To get him to the hospital. And they won't even let Jesse stay to take care of him. No, they they separate them. Get back to work. Um, but she comes back the next day, right when the doctor is coming to pick him up, and she convinces you know, um, convinces him to get up and to walk himself into the truck. Using the last of his strength, he gets into the truck to the. Hospital. hospital, but all the animals because one of the one of the things the pigs did wrong. If you're gonna have this, and yeah. you're gonna impress, impress, you know, impress the animals. You probably shouldn't have taught them how to read, right? I'm ignorant. But um, yeah, the donkey realizes that. Oh, it's the the van says it's for the knacker uh, glue factory thing. Factory they sent. They're sending him to the horse slaughterer and glue factory, and. Um, yeah, so... And then they shout to try to get Boxer to, like... Boxer, kick yourself out, kick you. Kick the doors, but he's so he's so tired and so sick that he, you know, he does a few attempts, but eventually he's up. Yeah. And, and I would think psychologically being betrayed that way would probably not encourage him to want to bother. No. But, yeah. but not only that, he is also quite ill. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's effectively worked himself to death. There's like in in an actual farm. There's really at that point there's nothing to do for the for the horse but to you know peacefully end it. Yeah, know? but peacefully would be the way to go about it. And that's, that's not, not what's going to happen. That is not the way it happens here. No. Um, I thought usually they would just shoot a horse because they can't uh, horses can't recover from leg injuries very well. Right. I mean, and that would still that would still have been a uh, less torturous way to go than what happened to him in the, in in the film. We don't well, we don't know how he gets killed at the glue factory, but uh, probably right. not. So, considering every human in this is is an absolute piece of trash, I assume it was something bad. Not not just that, but if you think about it this way, we're personif- uh, personifying these animals in this. Um, I, I believe the word right. is personification. An- anthropomorphizing. Anthropomorphizing, okay, yeah, give it, uh, like assigning them like human traits, human traits and such. That's how they're written. Yeah. Oh, I know that, but it, the whole the whole point is you're giving them, um, you know, a lot of. They're giving this character a lot of mental anguish before he's going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is this is a horrific way to die. Yeah. So. Because I'm sure he heard 
what he heard they, Jesse what, screaming. So the whole yeah. right there, he knows what's happening. He knows what's happening. He knows he's been betrayed. He, he knows it's not Jesse that's doing it. But you got to think about it. He was the most loyal yeah. out of everyone. And yeah. he's been betrayed by Napoleon. Yeah, I feel like that would also, that and his illness would also contribute to just fuck it. You know, I'll, I'll let him kill me. I don't right. care anymore. It's it's just a horrific way to die. Yeah. Um I feel his his fate in the movie out of everybody, I think he just he just got it the most. Boxer Boxer to me is the most pitiful character in this movie. Yeah, definitely. Um and uh, now we get we get the pigs making propaganda films. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How does this farm have video equipment? No. And how do they know how to edit? <laughs> Where did they get? That's impressive. Where did they get the um? The they put the to do the background shot the way they did, it or, was a duck. or oh my god, I didn't think about it that it way. Feels it feels like flying it around. Oh my god. I, yeah, I was thinking that too. Like, wait, wait. There's a is that a crane shot? Like, is it flying yeah, over the farm? But it's an, it's an actual I, crane, like the bird, just flying with yes. the camera. But how big would these old timey cameras have been? Oh, I'm thinking. Just, I'm just thinking the one that my dad had in the late '80s was like a freaking bazooka. I can only imagine, based on the cars. I'm guessing '40s ish is well, no, when this would have been set. '40s, '50s. Yeah, maybe '40s, '50s. Yeah. So those well, things. Been, yeah. Those I want. I lean more towards '50s because there's a TV in this crappy little yeah. farmhouse. Right. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, um, maybe they're poor, and that's why their cars aren't up to date. Because <laughs> the, the the family that comes, remember, is in a convertible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that looked like fifties, early sixties convertibles. Let's see. When we first see the car in the distance, we can't really make it out. I'm like, if that's an eighties car, I'm going to scream. <laughs> it's um timeless. That means we should come to the side. Yeah, then... looks like Massachusetts. <laughs> I don't know why I'm the one who keeps making the National Lampoon references here, but all right. You hated those movies. I hate those guys. <laughs> and, uh, and to a certain level, I wasn't a I wasn't a fan of this movie either. And I think that's what they were going for. You're not supposed to like this. Yeah, movie. you're not supposed to be having a good time and and you know what they they did it. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a Difference between uh, effective and intentional versus um, you don't like it in the wrong way. Right. You're not, well, you're not supposed to like this movie, but you're supposed to enjoy this movie. Like, it could be finely crafted. Right. That's what, yeah. Like, you're, you're supposed to feel uncomfortable in this movie, but not for the way I think that we felt. Oh, like Old Major's disgusting rotten skull. I yeah. Yeah. And it just yeah. it makes me upset that if we were to like share this movie with like some people today, too many of them would agree with Napoleon. It, you know, he's so transparently evil. Uh huh. I also want to. Remi- I also want to remind you, you guys, uh, you and Nick were watching um, uh, the boys, right? Yeah. There were people who unironically thought uh, Homelander was right. And were blown away when he was proven to be the bad guy. Spoilers. How long did they think this? Because he's pretty early on 
Yeah. He's a bad guy. Like the airplane. Like, let's all the people die on the airplane so he doesn't look bad. Yeah. It was pretty far into the series before these these people realized that, he's, realized the that he's the bad guy and then got angry because they agreed with him. Yeah. I'll I'll find I'll find the article and I'll link it to you. It's um upsetting reading, let me tell you. Yeah. Um let's see. Oh yeah, now now Snowball is the scapegoat and um oh the because of the food shortage, I think Pilkington has started talking to Napoleon and is all because he has an interest in selling eggs. Um yeah. and Napoleon is like wow. an egg shortage, and they're going. Wow, how mm. unironic about this! There's an egg shortage, and those eggs cost fourteen dollars. <laughs> oh god! And that um, they can make a pretty penny selling eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, Napoleon tells the hens they'll have to give up their eggs. Although the hens complain and say that's murder, but uh, technically they would be unfertilized eggs. Right. I was gonna say the egg. Yeah. The the eggs that they're, that they're dropping are just they're basically having a period. So, yeah. oh, you just ruined eggs for me forever. That's what they are. I know, but oh, man. guess what, guys? They're having a period. That's <laughs> what you're eating. Get the fuck over it. <laughs> <laughs> but they get mad and they're like, oh, I'd ra- "We'd rather destroy them than whatever." And then Napoleon's all like, "Mask off!" And like, "Oh, no one feed the hens if you." caught feeding the hens you'll be killed and then they, they make this propaganda video with all a bunch of animals getting hung including that rat I'm like what did the fucking rat do I like that rat Templeton did nothing wrong I just want to know who tied the tiny little the tiny Templeton. little nooses. right yes. and then they ha- they hung him yes he they forced him to make them and then they, they hung him with them did he make nooses in various sizes Probably. Oh, and then and then they made up a new uh song because the revolution is over. So now here's a crappy song about Napoleon being the best ever and how pigs are the best. And he's wearing a suit. Oh yes, because that was another commandment. Okay, he's, he's a pit. He's standing unsteadily on two legs, wearing a really ill-fitting suit. And this reminded me a little too much of myself waddling into the into the kitchen in the middle of the night to get something to eat. <laughs> It's just like how they got footage of me doing that. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that's that, there's another broken commandment with the don't wear clothes. Yeah, don't wear clothes. Two legs bad. Legs bad. Four legs good. Then it's two, uh, two legs good. Uh, four legs, four legs two good. Legs better. better. Not no. Don't like. Do not like. <laughs> He just wants, Napoleon just wants uh, Pilkington to just, oh, spend it all on whiskey. Just give me more whiskey. Right, because he was gifted, Napoleon was gifted a bottle of whiskey. And And I'm thinking, Napoleon's an idiot. Don't you see Pilkington is going to fuck you over later, Some presumably? You'd assume that. He's too drunk to care. Because he likes whiskey. Yeah... Um, the only way you can get the whiskey is through, uh... He's the new Mr. Jones. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, yeah, let's change the name back to Manor Farm. Yep. It's all full circle. Yeah. 
And that's when we, that's when Jesse sees them through the window all warped and stuff. And you can't tell who's who. I just feel like I, I wish they could have shown that better visually rather than having to outright state it. Right. But I do yeah. like the warped glass and the guy's face keeps like moving. It, it, it feels like those, um, uh, like those TikTok filters now, where people's like their face, they like their bottom uh, bottom half of their face just gets huge, or like there's like giant eyes and huge mouths and, and, and huge mouth nose. nose. Yeah, that reminded me of those filters, but like 1999. Yeah. All I know is I kept watching this movie and I kept feeding Chino bread. Yep. It's like here, don't rise up against us. <laughs> this would be great. And uh, so that's where the book would end, but then we get this tacked-on ending about um, Jesse gets the animals to hide somewhere, and they just wait for years, and it's us. They just wait, and it's over! Hooray! Wait, what? Apparently Jesse felt really guilty about how Boxer went out when she felt that she could have saved him. That she had, like, her... She had her, her... Misgivings about everything, and she just she could have tried harder, and she felt that she could have saved Boxer. Yep. She she just she missed her chance, she missed her opportunity, and um, she's talking to I believe she's talking to the donkey or one of the goats. I think it's I think it's the donkey. And she's talking to the donkey, and the donkey's like, "Well, I think he says Daisy." Well, two. I mean, or, two. Or one of one of the other ones is getting older. Mm-hmm. And Maisie. she, Maisie, Maisie, Maisie's is, not gonna last Maisie's much longer. Maisie's not gonna last much longer. So you could get her out, and then she just starts getting all the animals out one by one until the very end when there's a propaganda film on, and nobody's there to watch it because they're and, all gone. And like the ones who are not loyal to, who are not like completely loyal to Napoleon, they're just gone, and they leave him to himself. And eventually, the whole thing just kind of collapses in on itself. Kind of, we, we presume they just come back after many years of waiting and hardship doing what who the fuck knows and we yeah we see in the forest and we see at least one dead um one dead pig in the mud so covered with mud we can't tell if it's squealer or if it's napoleon but you know didn't make it no matter and it's 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 some pretty Dark scenery, like I am, I am not a fan. Well, you watch, you watch the water towers fall. Mm-hmm. Like they're so unused and rusted that they've finally just fallen apart. So it's been about, it's been a few years, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's when they decide to go back. And Jesse's like old and half blind at this point. Yeah. So like, I don't know how I don't. I guess maybe it was CGI, but at the very beginning when you see her and she got the cataracts, she's got cataracts. Yeah. I'm guessing that was CGI, but it was pretty well done because yeah. it was it was kind of a haunting image. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. But uh, she is reunited with her puppies, who mm-hmm. apparently recognize her, and um, then the new family has purchased the farm. Uh, and yeah, I guess the animals are gonna try not to make the same mistakes. I don't know, man. And it ends on kind of a hopeful note, because, like, the animals won't let the humans make the same mistakes, but... That's not how things go. No. No, it is not. But I guess usually it's the people that learned a lesson, hopefully they'll die, and then new people will come and make the same fucking mistakes over and over. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I mean, I could see why they would want to end it on a hopeful note because what is the point of just making people feel bad and offering no solution? I mean, I right. see a cautionary tale. A cautionary tale can be important, but again, we see this kind of, we see all kinds of terrible crap going on like right now, but what can, what, what do we do? Right. Uh, unfortunately, like the real, like real life doesn't have the happy ending that like TV and movies get most of the time. And it's the same thing with, with books. Like the, the, the book ended where it ended and kind of left it open, open and unfulfilled and kind of a dark ending. It, that's because I feel like it works. Yeah. It, it does. The, the movie is a warning. Movie's right. a little too trite, sure, but uh, mo- uh, like, like moviegoers don't want to walk out feeling sad. That's the whole thing about And that's how Hollywood does things. Well, it th- things have changed over the past, like, 23 years or so, where you can make a movie now and have a bad ending, and as long as it's done correctly... Satisfying. Yeah, you'll leave a, a movie satisfied. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has to be done correctly. In 1999, uh, a producer would look at a movie that ended that way and laugh you out of his office. So you have to end on sort of a a nicer note Mm. during that time. Because you also have to remember the climate of the time frame when when this movie came out. If you made this movie now, leaving it with with the open ending of the book the way it did would be fine. Because well, this then is they the, even come up with it even darker, right? Because this is the time of this is the time frame we live in. In 1999, there wasn't really anything major going on just yet. Like we had the we had the stuff going on like over in Iraq or whatever, but it wasn't but like it a wasn't, huge like deal that it would become it, after 9 11. 9 11 hadn't happened yet. Yeah. There wasn't a major war going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh, the crash hadn't happened yet. Yep. The stock market crash hadn't happened yet. Uh, Clinton was in office, and politically, it wasn't it wasn't super super bad. Like the housing market, the housing market was good. Yeah, in at the time, the housing market was good. It was yeah. early two thousands where things kind of went things straight went, to hell. Went straight to hell because the dot com era crashed. Mm-hmm. Like com boom. The only thing that was bad around nineteen ninety nine uh, was. When we were in high school, Y2K might destroy our computers. Yeah, but then, you know we had Columbine and stuff like that. Well, that was nineteen ninety-eight. Work earlier today. Um, it's like I was a goth kid during Columbine. It yeah, was a bad time. But that, that's when we were in high school. But when the, the climate of the the time frame when this came out, politically speaking, was sort of okay. It was a. It was more hopeful than it is now. Yeah. If this, like I said. So this would have had to end on a nicer note mm. for for an audience to watch and be satisfied with it, or it pro- or it likely wouldn't have gotten made, right? Or so. it, it wouldn't have been greenlit, mm-hmm. and it, it probably wouldn't have come out on TV. Are there any films that end in, on bleak notes that you find satisfying, anyways, or unsatisfying? Um. If you're putting me on the spot right now, I'd actually have to think about it. But I'm sure that there are some. I like. I know for. A, uh, I mean, probably some like anime uh, anime series that ended like 
I Death mean, Note? Cow- Cowboy Bebop ends kind of bleak. Yeah, Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop ends kind of bleak. Um, but am I going to say I'm unsatisfied with it? No. No. It no, is that's a, a satisfying great, bleak ending. That is a great show. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, would I say that I'm never going to watch it again? Fuck no, I've watched it many times. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, yeah, Cowboy Bebop's the only thing I can think of being on the, the on the spot at the moment. But if you give me some time, I can probably give you The Mass Effect series. The ending of Jesus, Mass Effect yes. does not end well if you even, if you are the, playing the main character. Even the even the best I think possible the green ending. See, <laughs> well, see, okay, I have an issue with synthesis though mm. because you're enforcing that on people who did not have a choice. Mm. The best possible ending, in my opinion, is control. It's control. Because if there's anyone in the galaxy who could control the Reapers, it's Shepard. And that is the best chance for as many people to survive at the end that there is that like that there possibly could be. Because if you think at the end of three, most of the Turian forces, most of the Quarian fleet are stranded around Earth. They they can't eat they can't food. eat our food. Yeah, it's a very good chance that they would that they would starve out if you do the destroy or the synthesis ending because there's no way to rebuild the, the mass relay. But we're not going to go too far into that Sorry, because yeah, there are okay. a lot of people who probably have to move. My, point, my okay. point is is that in that game when it ends, it is not necessarily a good ending for the character. And when you're playing that character for three solid games, that ending is not a good quote unquote ending. But also, again, Shepard knows that there is no place for her in right. the world but that she's trying to make. not the point. Anyway. Mm. My point is, and, it's and not Femme a... And Shepard is canon in my mind? <laughs> point is, it's not a good ending. And we have played that game over and over and over and over, and over again, <laughs> which is why he can go on almost a, Almost a dozen times. My point is, again, the first thing that popped into my head that that's not a good ending. I, I think that an un- unpleasant ending works if, de- I guess it depends on what kind of message the movie's trying to set up. Yes. So if it's a cautionary tale, then a, a, an ending where the characters are screwed is going to feel right, generally. Right. Mm-hmm. You can also think of... Um, okay. you the can ending think of Andromeda. Everybody's screwed because we'll never see what happens. Right. Well, um, but no, you can think of like horror movies, too. Horror movies, mm-hmm. certain horror movies end with bad endings a lot. It's usually a, a plot device for the next movie to come out. But like the they're f- usually they're usually ended that way because you want to feel the suspense and the oh my god like, when they're over. And like the final girl survives, sure, but all of her friends didn't. That's that is trauma. There's there's a, a, we are like scream six at this point. Um, that's not right. um but my point, my point is that it happens a lot in horror movies where they mm-hmm. don't necessarily end well, and that is usually a, a sign that yeah, people leave these horror movies and it's still something to talk about. Yeah, makes and sense. usually people leave them satisfied. Any saw movie would like that. Would have hold. such a following uh, if people weren't satisfied. I couldn't get past the second one. Yeah, but you don't like needles. A pit of needles. You, no, thank you. You, you don't like needles. I understand. Mm. Um. So that concludes That's Animal Farm. So uh, we want to take a uh, quick little break and uh, 
Well, I had a I had a couple of silly ideas for for fantasy casting. That's um, fine. But yeah, you know, we'll we'll get to those in a bit. So we can. Can you talk about the website? Yes, our website, uh, MovieTimeMachine.com. Oh, yes. It is super professional and fancy looking, way better than I could ever do. Um, I can't remember the name of the guy. Nick's the one who set the whole thing up. I was like, I can't remember the name of the guy who did it, but you. Thank you. That's amazing. <laughs> I think he's like, listening. Awesome. going me? Uh, so, yeah, we'll take a little quick break. And uh, on the flip side, we will do a little fantasy casting. And then uh, we'll be off till next week. So, see you in a minute. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Movie Theater Time Machine is a part of the 4041 Media Group with podcasts like Psych Your Crime and Free Your Geek, which you can check out at 4041media.com. That's all squished together in one word, and the numbers are written as numbers. Now it's time to tell us what you think. If you got an opinion or wanted to know what's coming up next, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for Movie Theater Time Machine. Now our podcast will always be free. Free? To subscribe and share. But if you'd like to help us build a bigger, better podcast, you can find merchandise designed by me, Kaz, at Zazzle. Or check out the Kaz Foxen's Animal Shop at Zazzle for cute animal gifts and pet supplies. Thanks so much, and back to the show. And we're back! So, fantasy casting. What kind of fantastical casting have you thought of? Well, since this is from the Jim Henson Creature Factory. Oh no! Who's who's going to be the not Muppet? I want to Muppet the, the living shit out of this. Oh God. Looking good? And uh, everybody's a Muppet except for Pete Postlethwaite. Farmer Jones. Oh God. And he thinks it's a hallucination. Yes, the whole thing. And and we're talking like, like um, Napoleon and uh, Snowball and all of them are the, the other male pigs from the Pigs in Space skit. Uh uh, Camilla and all her and all of her chickens are you know, the, chickens. Yeah, are the chickens in that. Um, I I know that there were sheep muppets at some point. Yes, there are. Um, were, were there horse? There there has to have been a horse muppet at some point. Yes, there are. And we just gotta like kind of like jam Kermit in there somewhere. I'm not sure we could have him like dress, <laughs> we could have him dress like Rolf and pretend he's he's Jesse the dog. Oh no, is Miss Piggy oh. the evil ruler? Is yes. she Napoleon? Oh my Ms. god. Piggy is Napoleon. <laughs> doing a doing a uh, comedically deeper voice than she oh normally my has. Oh god. See? And wait, she could eventually decide, I'm a talking pig. I'm going to go to Hollywood. <laughs> yes. She goes Same. to Hollywood instead. She doesn't she yeah, she's like, I don't want to be on this farm anymore. This is bullshit. What do you mean I can't sleep in a bed. What the I've hell been, are you talking about? See, I see I've gotten my start in movies on this farm and I can go to Hollywood. <laughs> so Kirby's Jesse. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Dressed mm. like Rolf. <laughs> then where's Rolf? Oh no, is Rolf the, the evil dog? The henchman dog? Yes. 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 Rolf the henchman dog. Where do the puppies come? Puppies are frogs now. <laughs> They're Rob, Robin frog. and a bunch of other. Uh, uh, Robin and the um the soggy is it the soggy bottom boys? The Emmett Otter. Emmett Otter is like that the, the bad guys were frogs, weren't they? I think so. I think. 
the only thing I can remember about Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas is the outtakes now. And those, oh God, if you have never looked up. Roll them, oh God. I was like, no, go get get it. No, chase it down. It's worth at least 10 bucks. (laughs) It's like, I'd go get it, but my feet are nailed to the floor. If you've never looked up Muppet outtakes, they are phenomenal. They're so funny. Because the puppeteers never break character. It's so great. They're so funny. I don't, I don't remember what celebrity I saw. I saw like a Facebook reel, which is, you know, like TikToks, but like three weeks after they're relevant because, you know, I'm an adult. Um, and uh, there was, uh, it was, I think they were on like Graham Norton and they were talking about acting opposite, like um, act, acting opposite the Muppets. Mm-hmm. And the puppeteers are not exactly subtle. They're no. standing there and they've got the, I'm going to, the camp. This is a great visual joke for the audio media. They've got <laughs> the puppet like right here doing their thing. And there's an actual person there, but nobody sees the person. Right. They all make eye contact with the puppet. And you know, I don't think I would be able to avoid that. <laughs> I, I would just like full on, just like Kermit, I love you. <laughs> I would just fully, just, just like, oh my God, Kermit, give me a hug. Dude's like, that's my arm. Let, let it go. <laughs> That would, yeah, you know, that would be me, straight up. I don't know. I don't know. I my my suspension of disbelief only goes so far. As long as there are Muppets, it's going to be I, okay. I love the Muppets. Don't get me wrong, but my suspension of disbelief only goes so far. I I remember reading a, a different thing. This was actually from Danny Trejo. Oh, I love that man. Uh, when they were filming like Muppets Most Wanted. Yes. I think his his mom died oh. during during filming. Oh, I think sad. it was his mom. I could be wrong on this. You know, listeners, correct me if I if I'm wrong. But like his mom died while they were filming, and like it's the rule that the that the Muppet actors they stay in Muppet mode. And at one point, like Kermit Larry goes, "Annie, I'm sorry, your mom died." Oh, and, and it's the Kermit oh, voice, God. and Danny Trejo fucking lost it. No, he, he just full, like, oh no, fully in tears oh and having god. just this emotional mo- moment oh with Kermit. Oh my god! It was. Died. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to find that story. It was like a. It was like a Tumblr story somewhere. There. It was. It was so heartwarming. It's just like, oh, I love you, Danny Trejo. But uh, like, l- lost it. Mean crying or suddenly lost it, laughing. Like, crying just. All, he was he was like holding it in for the longest time, and when oh, God, I when can. Kermit said it, just the Dude. the jam broke, and he and just, he just it just let everything out. I probably would have died laughing, but that's yeah. because I am a terrible person. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't feel bad. Just think of that episode of um crap Mary Tyler Moore show with the clown funeral. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> She's trying so hard not to laugh, and then the priest is all like no laugh that's what he would have wanted i got to i got to tell the the how i introduce people to my parents story <laughs> which i don't think i ever told on the show maybe, maybe not i don't think i ever okay so for people who don't know um my parents are long passed away and i have them in the curio cabinet together <laughs> which they've been together now for 10 years and they that's the longest they've ever been together. They, they've Without been together trying, that way longer than they were married. Without um, close to each other without trying to triangle each other. Right. And um, like yeah, we have we their parent trap them. Yes, they totally parent trap them. Weird morbid way. They just had yes. it's, a, it's a parent trap, but it's a ghost trap. It's a ghost trap. 
Um, but um, when people come to this house and they don't know me that well, I always <laughs> ask them when they come in if they would like to be they'd like to be introduced to my parents. Bring them over to the curio cabinet. And it's like, hey, mom, dad, this is such and such. <laughs> and uh, I did that to uh, one Christmas a few years ago. Uh, dance, some of Dan's family came to this house. My, my uncle, uh, my uncle Paul, his wife, and um, and his wife's, his wife's mother. mother. They they came over here. There was supposed to be like a gathering at the normal family place, but like the flu stopped that, and it was a big craziness. So we this ended was actually up actually before COVID. It was before COVID. So yeah, we we ended up kind of hosting a few people here. And and I I am and, I have a twisted sense of humor. Mm-hmm. I and, realize this, and and it is it has gotten me through some some very difficult times, like said parents' death. So so yeah, she uh, she did the introduction, and Uncle Paul was straight up confused. Aunt Lynn was horrified, and <laughs> Lynn's mom was delighted. She thought it was the funniest thing. I got oh. a I got a thank you card in the mail from her mother. Uh, oh, not long after it. Yo, yeah, thanking me great. for the wonderful time that she had. And <laughs> that woman is a saint. I love her very much. <laughs> Picture in someone whispering to you, hey, do I have to shake hands? <laughs> that, you see, that would be the perfect thing to happen if someone actually did that. Because I would I would just keep going with the joke. No one ever has. Say, have, Most have, people are either confused or horrified. Because they, they don't know what to say to me. Which is exactly what i want so you've seen that you've seen that tiktok of like the girl crying dad it's time for dinner and she comes around the corner and on the stairs is her dad's urn yes. with a leash around another smaller urn and she she's like oh you're taking the dog out okay oh i had one i had one uh sent to me because my brother-in-law understands my uh my sense of humor so he yep. sends me reels from tiktok mm-hmm. of other people whose parents are dead <laughs> urns and some of the things they do with the urns. And they have like little skits of their parents like arguing or kissing or they'll put the urns together. Like and it's and then eyes I'm like really self-deprecating, which I absolutely love. I think I've had a revelation during this conversation, and I believe like I want my urn to be a ghost trap. You told me you didn't want it because I have changed my mind. <laughs> I have changed my mind. Well, see, okay, before this, I said I wanted to be stuffed and mounted and used as a coat rack. And I said, okay? no. <laughs> you can be like, he's always part of the family. Just, just Dan in the corner, thumbs up, big stupid grin. And we just, like, hang coats on him. It's great. Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> You're not money Christ this. No. Anyway. <laughs> we watched Edible Farm. Yes. <laughs> Although I think I like my version of it way better. I like my everyone's a Muppet but one. <gasps> Ooh, I just thought of something. Yes. What if I was thinking, hmm, what else has animals, including a pig? Tiny Toons and mm-hmm. Elmira's keeping them oh. on the farm. Oh my god. Oh my god. Hampton is a bully and I could see him. I, I could see him doing. Hampton could get straight up evil, I yes. think. Yes, yes, I Yeah, think so. I could see that. <laughs> so does that mean Plucky Duck helps poop on the humans? Yes. And Plucky passes on the message about Boxer. (coughs) There were no rappers on the so... hmm. I don't know where we'd get uh, Babs and Buster in. 
Oh well, you know, people eat rabbits, so it could be on the farm. They were yeah. there were rabbit carcasses in the uh, in the slaughter room. You, oh, make, right. you make a good point, yes. We just never saw them as like characters, right. I suppose. Right. All right. Or um I don't know, the other one I think the other major pig related fictional story I think of is Charlotte's Web. I kept, I kept making Charlotte's Web jokes the entire time though. Yes. I did. That or um I don't know if you've ever uh, read the book or seen the movie of the rats of him. Every time I saw the um the rat, I kept thinking of the rat. Did the rat have like the secret of them? That, the that whole situation. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the book was called the rats, and the movie was called the secret. No, the secret of them. There, there was a was series. It? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, hmm. if there was Charlotte, if Charlotte got involved, she would be like the one using the pigs as a puppet. And yes. then she'd be the people mastermind. Yes, and, and then she'd be pulling the strings, literally. Um, <laughs> the web. <laughs> and then I don't know what would happen, what else would happen. Damn it. I hate when I, I think it would have gotten involved a lot faster. Oh, yeah. Yes. But who would, then she would have to be the one who changes the commandments. But I guess that wouldn't be a big deal. No, not really. But Charlotte was at least nice. Hmm. I guess we'd have to change that for this film to work. Yes, definitely. Charlotte. I just remember getting mildly traumatized by Charlotte's Web because of the um, when Charlotte's babies get all Dude. kind of like swarm onto the post and then parachute away. Why I was like, that's a lot of spiders. I was afraid of spiders for the longest time because of that. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh shit, they can fly. Oh god. Uh, so now I like them. Bugs. Did I show you the video of a tarantula eating a cockroach no, and then good. and then purring like a cat? No, I'm still good. Okay. <laughs> so uh, any tarantula is a devil cat. But that was that was good. That, that, that's it. Oh yes, yeah. uh, Animal Farm. I uh, picked that to show the dangers of uh, leaders trying to brainwash people and gaslight them and shit like that. And that's basically how the bad people. Like when, a, when, a good, when a good cause and a good idea gets corrupted because people got involved. All right. So uh, with that, I think we're. Uh, yes, the, the closer. Oh, nice. hey, you're out of bed. I see someone looming in the background. Do you want to sleepily say it? <laughs> the, the outro. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Oh, he's going gonna, he's gonna <laughs> to make it. Welcome back, Nick. He's groggy. Uh, hi, guys. Okay. What are we doing? The outro. Bye. Be good. Take care of yourself. (laughs) Don't be too good, man.